It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action. Away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Clark Show. As always, thank you for joining us uh, on this lovely uh, spring day. And uh, just, you know, to get your fill of filth before you continue out the rest of the work week. Uh, stay up to date, all things JLNK, by heading over to JLNKshow.com. Uh, today, we're going to find out what is the world's most dangerous sex position. And we only know this because, well, Underneath somebody one of the got hurt. pound sisters. Uh, we'll find out. Whoa. Dudes lie about their penis size? No. That magnificent skyscraper I have in my pants. Uh, sexual fantasies will help your relationship. We'll learn how to become more ethical porn connoisseurs. Uh, what I believe to be... Hey, the, what if unethical porn is what gets me off? <laughs> it is the only thing that gets us off. Uh, what I was confident was going to be the worst person on the planet story for the last six days. I found this story last week. I said, oh, that's a fucking good story for the podcast. And then today it was just edged out by somebody who is just marginally shittier Ooh. than someone who steals wheelchairs. <laughs> That'll tell you what sort of a playing field we're on when we get to the end of the podcast today. And stealing a wheelchair is somehow still worse than that hockey kid on the internet who kicked that one down a flight of stairs. All right, let's start right here. Uh, it's probably good to be a cop, right? You, you walk into a coffee shop, everybody says, oh, hey, yeah, you're a cop. Yeah, coffee's on me. Coffee's on me. You go into McDonald's. I think McDonald's has some sort of a policy where they're like, hey. Hey, hey, breakfast is on us. You're a first responder. You're a you're a hero. Didn't you and I have a cop tell us years ago there's also such a thing as badge bunnies where women who are just sexually attracted to law enforcement? That's also gotta be exciting. Uh yes. Well there aren't any, there's no <laughs> such thing as like headphone bunnies where they're all about, you know, disc jockeys. All you gotta do is flash your badge around a little bit, boom, you get some free stuff. What if you could flash your badge and get sex? I feel like recruitment would be through the roof. Uh, a full-time police officer uh, in the Singapore police force has been caught after he was using his badge to get escorts. Well, it's kind of easy because you're, you're sort of like, you know, I could give you a ticket. Right? Or... Stick it or ticket. <laughs> the man would flash his his badge around at at escorts to see if they could reach an agreement. Oh, an arrangement. Same ah. thing. Uh, the man was looking for sexual services. Was also curious to find out how far he could go with his badge. <laughs> he was curious to see how far he could go. <laughs> I've made it all the way to the end. He's pleaded guilty to the accusations. He's expected to be sentenced next month. Your Honor, I just wanted to see what all this badge could get me. I wanted to get all the rewards. All right, what's the most dangerous sexual position ever? The world's most dangerous sex position is what? I wouldn't even know. Like, is it... Is it... Oh, I'm trying to go through the four I know. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, what are the four that you know? Well, there's, you know, alone and crying is one. No, like, okay, maybe if a girl's sitting on your face, then it's like suffocation. No breathing! I'm, I mean, I've... I flipped through the Kama Sutra when I was in college. I know there's some wacky shit in there. Stuff I'm not built for. 
An Indonesian man had to undergo emergency surgery after he after he broke his prick while performing a notoriously risky sex position. I've never <gasps> heard of I've never heard of any of them being dangerous. You know what it left him with? Eggplant penis. 37-year-old man was reportedly having intercourse with his lady friend when the woman uh, broke his dong. It's now been dubbed as the world's most dangerous pleasure pose. When it co- this this sex position is responsible for 50% of the dick breaks in the world. What is it? Uh, as soon as I say it, you'll be like, oh yeah, I bet it is. Is it when she's bouncing down on top of you? It is. Reverse cowgirl. That's the most dangerous? 50% of all penile fractures are caused oh. from reverse cowgirl. Do it on the You know, because she's facing away. She's not paying attention <laughs> to what's going on. Well, no, but if it, but if it pops out... You're her, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Her entire body weight comes down on it. But uh, we also found out like 100 podcasts ago that when a dick breaks like this, it's an audible pop that can be heard by both people present. Things went south when the man suddenly heard a loud cracking sound oh, followed by a block. painful discomfort and immediate loss of erection. Yeah, we get that part. You didn't have to say it out loud. We understood. Oh, man. The patient began, he began bleeding out of the tip of his penis. Oh. And he found himself unable to urinate, realizing something had gone wrong. Hey, that wouldn't be the first sign I needed that something had gone wrong. He went to the hospital. His penis had swollen and turned deep purple, a condition known as eggplant penis. He's like, check it out. Let me get some pics real quick for the gram. It's a telltale sign of a break. While the penis technically is boneless, the word fracture is used to describe a tear uh, in the tissue that allows the penis to become enlarged and erect. I saw a penis uh, when I was in, well, let me, let me, hang on. I was in science class uh, in high school, and we got to go see a cadaver, uh-huh. and they showed you what a penis looks like when it's skinless, but also split down the middle so you can see the inside of it. Okay. The whole thing looks like a sponge on the inside. Weird. So when you hear about it breaking, it compresses those vessels until they until they just fucking burst. <laughs> I'm never going to start a story out with, I saw a penis in high school. I don't know, that'd be fun to be laying there as a cadaver, you know, and you're looking down on yourself. You're like, well, there I am. Look at me, naked. Yeah. There's my penis. You see my penis down there? Still got Warren's mother's lipstick on it. Okay. But it was somebody's job at that science class to, to split the penis down the middle. I can't imagine. It had to be a woman. No dude could ever do that. No. They're like, all right, you're going to be a doctor. you got to learn how to do doctor shit. And you're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I can't wait. Give me that scalpel. Do I get cut his chest? What am I cutting? Cutting his foot? What are, no, you need, to cut, you need to split it like a hot dog. Like a shittily cooked hot dog. Yeah. Hey, you need to butterfly that dong. And that's one of those things that I'll I'll be 110 years old and I'll still remember what a filleted penis looks like because the, man, it sticks with you. The patient had a wide and deep fracture to the penis. Oh. Uh, the penis tissue had ruptured as well. Yeah, that's snappy here. Is all the blood vessels going? Um. Yeah, it says uh, phallic fractures occur when the erect penis, oh boy, buckles. 
After hitting something like a pubic bone, followed a uh, vigorous sexual activity, reverse cowgirl is a particularly risky position. <laughs> like, no, only forward cowgirl in this house. The man's penis can slip out and be crushed by his partner's pubic bone during erratic thrusting. Oh, my God. According to a video, a PSA. However, it can also be caused by masturbation or even turning over in bed at an awkward angle, according to the study. Whoa. Go back to that, go back to that masturbation thing. How one, exactly? One more thing I need to worry about. Uh, when it comes to the size of your pecker, do most men tell the truth? No. Women have suspected that men have been lying about the length of their dongs for, well, since the beginning of time. Researchers in Denmark have now published their findings in a journal, found that the average man exaggerates the length of his manly bits... By 21%. That's almost 25%. How did they come to this conclusion? Researchers compared the average size uh, man. Um, no, I think it's hilarious. The funnier, the longer your dick actually is. Like, if you have four inches lying about saying five, that's not that big of a deal. But if you're like, it's nine inches, but it's actually like five. The average man was was bragging that he was 7.1 inches, and then they recorded the size of the man. It turned out he was actually 5.85. Hey, they rub his nose in the data. Like, how long's your dick? They're like, all right, prove it. You're like, uh, did you make this mess? Hmm? Oh, did you make this mess? Mm. They also found it's not just what uh, what's going on in the pants that uh, men lie about. They also found out that the average man adds about an inch and a half to his height as well. Oh, they say the studies make men a less than trustworthy source when it comes to accuracy. <laughs> oh, shit. You didn't need a scientist to tell us that. Hey, you can even go back to, like, the old fishermen. Like, yeah, the 36-inch bass. Okay, sure it was. Researchers even went so far as to say that private data related to body, uh, bodily cues of masculinity can be reliably connect, uh, collected in a lab where conditions can be fully controlled. So you can't ask it, dude. You actually have to take him in and have somebody else measure his pecker. I like the fact there's a whole team of dick measures. You walk in, they're like, all right. Oh, no. We always say you're supposed to measure from the butthole, right? All right. Sexual fantasies, they say, can help your relationship. How do they help your relationship? They say most. I don't know why they say most people. Most people have sexual fantasies. Who doesn't? Sometimes they feel embarrassed or like Warren, <laughs> guilty and ashamed of them. A sex expert explains there's no need to feel shame about your erotic fantasies, no matter what or who you're fantasizing about. Yeah, but remember also, no matter what or who you're fantasizing about is best left in your own head. There's no reason to share. Hey, According to the yeah, sex don't expert, don't share because it's sure shit not going to happen. Uh, fantasies can be a positive thing for your relationship and your love life. Now, here's how sex fantasies can be a good thing: they keep your sexuality alive. That's true, especially if things are going a little bit slowly in your own bedroom. When you've had a long day or you haven't seen your partner for a while, fantasies can help keep your mind and body primed for sex. Sex fantasies are illuminating. Your fantasies reveal your hidden desires and help you explore what you really crave in the bedroom. You mean quiet, quiet and sleep? That's yeah. all I'm looking for. It turns out I want to fuck the Domino's Noid. 
sexual fantasies bring you closer if you share <laughs> if you share your fantasies with your partner no. i wouldn't do that no, no way, way. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh you'll how get do you even bring that how do you even bring that up uh i don't know because somebody has to go first you'll get to talk about what turns you on what can boost your sex life and help you connect on a more intimate level or you might just disgust your partner and uh, then so it's that's off the a, table. That's with me, right? What? That's with me. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I thought that was understood. No, I thought I, that was understood. Yeah, it was It was me and Cara Delvine and you. That's I, You didn't let me finish. Well, they say sex fantasies will help you take charge of your sexual side. A fantasy can help inspire you to try something new and different. You can make a date night more interesting with a sexual fantasy. Oh. Fantasies can help you snap out of it and spice up your date night. What do you mean you're going out by yourself? I thought I thought this was date night. I'm trying to spice it up. Oh. Okay. I'm always worried that if you do share it, especially even if it's like in the heat of the moment, that there's gonna be it's gonna be met with laughter or giggling. Like either you're out of your mind, or that's stupid. So I oftentimes will lie. I don't fantasize about anything. I'm dead on the inside. I don't <laughs> think about nothing. I love everything I have, and I could want for nothing more. <laughs> Sex fantasies keep you creative. Surprise your partner by writing down a fantasy that you know, <laughs> sir, that it's documented. She can show people. If she tells people, you're like, that's bullshit. That's yeah. not true. Eventually, her friends are going to see this, and maybe even a divorce lawyer, depending on what you wrote down. She says, here, look at this. It's in his own shitty third-grade handwriting. Here's here's what he fantasizes about. He's a loser. <laughs> and then he wrote the word, hey, then look right there where he wrote the word cum. They say, write down your fantasy you have in mind for your next rendezvous. Also, sex fantasies push away non-sexual thoughts. If your mind starts to drift to your not-so-sexy to-do list while you're having sex, switch back into fantasy mode so you can focus. And as sex fantasies, they keep things interesting. Acting out your fantasies, whether you're a superhero or just, you know, you want to do it outdoors... Acting out your fantasies can prevent your sex life from being boring, and obviously that's always a good thing. Or maybe just keep them to yourself and think about them when you're on the elliptical after the show. Like, this is so embarrassing. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. Yeah. Some of that stuff, it's almost it's almost be easier to reveal to a stranger like you just met. Like a one-night stand than your wife or husband. Like, hey, oh, here's God, the deal. Yeah. All right, uh, porn has never been more mainstream than it is right now. Widespread popularity uh, comes with uh, lots of other stuff. Uh, and that's why we have terms like ethical porn. In case you're one of those uh, porn aficionados and you want to relieve your sexual tension, at the same time, though, you want to have a clear conscience, right? You want to make sure that nobody was harmed in the making of this smut video. I'll tell you this. I watched that Netflix documentary about Pornhub, and at the very end of it, the whole thing concludes with a director. Uh, she wants to make an ethical porn. Right. So the whole theme of the porno, it's two guys and a girl that they're shooting, is about consent. Okay. And they're like, do you like it if I do this? Can I do this? And then she's like, well, what if I do this? Can I do this? Would this make you happy? It was the least hot thing I've ever seen in my life. And then she found out two weeks later, no one watched it. Yeah. She's I'll- like, I'm not getting any fucking views on this video. I'm like, nobody wants a polite bedroom scene like that. 
Okay, here's how you make it a more ethical experience while you're browsing the filth on the internet. Uh, some search engines like Bootigo, B-O-O-D-I-G-O, that's a search engine. I'm not opening it. They, they are encrypted and anonymous, specifically designed to weird, uh, weed out pirated material. Oh. And anything that depicts illegal actions. Well, you're taking hey. the sport out of the game. <laughs> hey. You know these are actors and actresses, right? They're acting. It's they, only acting. They say it's ethical. If you if there's a particular studio whose content you're partial to, you might consider going directly to their website. Don't you have to pay for it? I would assume you have to pay for it, right? If you're a fan of a specific performer, go directly to their OnlyFans pages or web pages. Hey, what do these people think? We're made out of money? I'm hey, to get a blend to dry hey, on three different subscription services hey, for TV. If I was fucking ethical, I'd be paying for this shit to begin with. <laughs> don't you but ca- I'm not. Yeah, don't you cast your judgment on <laughs> me. Pirated material is everywhere. Most people are going to go for where the free stuff is. Unfortunately, that leads to performers not you know, being it's so paid. Hard, it's so hard to tell these days what's pirated and what's not when your eyes are all squinty. <laughs> They say it's hard to figure out who's not being paid, exploited, and also leaves you more out open to malware if you decide to download something or click an ad. That's what I'm most concerned about. My own computer's well-being. Become an ethical porn connoisseur. Feminist porn is designed to show uh, content that women find more pleasurable. That knowledge might come in handy if you've got a special lady friend who's coming over later. Yeah, I don't think she wants to come over to your house and use gag porn to get the uh, mood. They say keep your porn enjoyment under control. If you're at the point where you're staying home on a Friday <laughs> night. Uh, hey, can you imagine something sadder than that? Staying home Yo, on a Friday night. let's get out and do something tonight. To you're like, I can't. I can't. I had a very long week. And you find yourself, you know, online. You want to go out and see a movie? You want to go to the bar? And you want to you go dance? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay home. And, uh, they say if you spend time porn. at home with some online content, rather than spending quality time with real human beings, you might have a problem with your priorities. All right, here's a dude. I thought for sure. I was. I, I found this story six days ago, and I said, oh, that looks like the worst person on the planet. I'm going to set that aside for the podcast, because I guarantee you this, it ain't going to get fucking worse. And and then it did. This is just a story. There's nothing, no good way to frame this story. There's This isn't the worst person on the planet. Syracuse, New York, a fellow by the name of Bob. Bob became a part of the Syracuse Flyers wheelchair basketball team at the age of 14. Oh, Four, that's awesome. 40 years later, the Flyers have evolved into the Move Along Incorporated, which is a nonprofit group that provides wheelchairs to those in need and how they can stay active by playing basketball, curling, golf, tennis, pickleball even. You know that pickleball, they say. It's all the rage these days. Did your school ever have the wheelchair basketball team come to do a de- an exposition? Uh, I don't think so. Is exposition even the right word? I don't think so. No, probably not. <laughs> no, but I think we had donkey basketball once. Well, that. Which was fun for about a minute and a half until the donkey shit on the floor. <laughs> and, everybody, <laughs> and everybody goes, oh! And then the other donkeys stepped in it, and then all the teachers who were riding the donkeys were like, this is a fucking bad idea. It was really weird, because when the, when the yo-yo people come to school, the next day everyone's got yo-yos. When the frisbee came in, everyone's got frisbees, but the wheelchair and basketball were like, well, I guess walking's pretty sweet. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> make with the wheels, man. What's up? The yo-yo guy gave us yo-yos. <laughs> 
They say at some point in January, the trailer this guy had with his 15 wheelchairs was stolen. Oh, you steal wheelchairs. You take them right to hell, right? A few days after the trailer had been reported stolen, it was found. And inside where the wheelchairs used to be were broken down in pieces, remnants. They of, scrapped out the wheelchairs? They scrapped out the oh, wheelchairs. Oh, boo. That's fucking, that's, you're a dirt person. Obviously, they're never going to heaven. No. And Move Along uh, Incorporated is now taking donations to help replenish the chairs. Each one of them runs thousands of dollars. Yeah, dude, wheelchairs. So they need your not, money. Wheelchairs aren't cheap. Well, imagine that guy seeing that story in the paper going, oh. I stole from a charity. Yeah. You know when you're breaking down a wheelchair, even if it's one, you're doing something wrong. You're like, no, these are probably old ones that are yeah, no good anymore. Yeah, the guy probably died or something. The square wheels. Yeah. They, don't, they don't roll right. It's not like a prosthetic leg. Somebody else can use that wheelchair. Here we go. This is the worst person right here. As a general rule, uh, hooking up with an ex is uh, is risky, right? I guess sometimes it works out, and if it does, you know, bully for you, that's great. Most times it just feels like... Hey, it mm. certainly never plays into a sexual fantasy at all, that's for sure. So Gross. This, this dude is 22. His ex-girlfriend is 20. She recently called to see if he'd be up for, you know, sleeping with her again. All right. What a phone call to get. He knew that they... He said he knew that they'd broken up because of their incompatibility. Obviously, though, you get a phone call like that, you know, your little head starts thinking it, 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 it overrides everything else. Yeah. Her big selling point was that he knew how to push all the buttons, right? They could have a friends with benefits without being friends part. Okay. Right? Yeah. Straight up sex. Seems good. They did the deed. When he woke up, he found that one of his arms was handcuffed to the bed. Oh, hot. You're like, oh, kinky, we're going to do it again, but different. There was also a note that said the key was hidden. Okay, we're going to turn this into a game, right? This is like Saw. <laughs> the key was hidden. It was like thinking where he's got to cut off his own hand in order to free himself. Worse. The key was hidden inside a condom underneath a pillow. Underneath the pillow, he found the condom. Okay. It was used. It wasn't his. <laughs> Why the fuck? Why'd she do that? He's got to root through somebody else's cum in order to find the key. I told you, man, this is fucked up. He admits. Hey, hey you know what also says? Premeditated as hell. Oh, it gets worse. I thought you were going to say, is it his butt? He had to dig in his old butthole to find his key. He reached into, you know. All the stickiness he could handle. And he had to get the key out to free himself. I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? He threw away the key and the condom. Obviously, he washed his hands, he washed his sheets, he washed his pillows. But he found out that that was not the end of it. Later, he found another condom used in one of his sneakers. Well, that you've just ruined the shoes. Jordans or not, they've got to go in the trash. There's another man's semen in them. Lo, there was but another <laughs> condom used in the hood of one of his hoodies. Oh, so if he had put, put his hood on. Something just slid down my back. What the fuck? 
This led to the issue. He had to warn his roommate to beware. There may be more used rubbers lurking around the house, bro. Hey, in order, to, and she had to do some pretty quick work in order to save up that many real quick, right? I guess. From there, he officially labeled her as a crazy ex, blocked all the phone, text, and social media from her presence. I feel like she got what she came for. It obviously begs all the questions. How long has she been planning this out? How many guys was she with before she got that, you know, what she needed from them? Hey, the condom. Oh, you're not going to throw that. You're not going to throw that condom away, are you? I compost, so I'll. If you just you give me that condom, I'll, I'll compost it in the morning. Either that, or she recruited three guys. She's like, "Here's what I'm going to do to this guy. I need your help." Well, how can I help? Well, you could fuck me. Well, okay. And what is the end game here? All right, cool, cool. Oh, you know, uh, I was just hey, fantasizing about uh, this I the wanna, other day. I want to trick this guy into touching your cum. Oh, so there you go. Obviously, I told you it was going to be a gross ride. There you go. That's the worst person on the planet. It's still dirtier than, you know, stealing wheelchairs, I think. <laughs> hey, what do you do when your hand's shaking and you start to, like, squeeze the key out? You're like, oh, God, please. How can I do this without touching it? Oh, you got to milk it out like that juice at the bottom of an icy pop. Oh. <laughs> so there's the worst person on the planet. Hey, Thanks for being a part of the podcast today. It's probably cold. It's not probably cold. It is cold. She didn't get it freshly squoze. Well, I don't know what she did. <laughs> it's been hanging around for a while. Uh, thanks for being a part of the podcast, obviously. Once again, you can stay up to date all things JLNK by heading over to JLNKshow.com. And we will see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.